the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Are you looking to sell your app? Blue Throne has bought apps from over 100 developers from all over the world. These developers had a great exit, left financial stress, and moved on to their next big project. Get a free valuation of your app by going to bluethrone.io. That, once again, is bluethrone.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. Let's move into the app portion of our show. And so if you guys want us to take a look at your app, all you guys got to do is go to appmasters.com slash audit appmasters.com slash audit. More importantly, guys, like I, I talked to somebody who did a premium app audit with me. And he's like, yeah, after I talked to Steve, I have like increased the signups by like 400%. Just tell me like, <laughs> you know, please. He, he didn't <laughs> tell me. I was like, I wish I knew earlier. And then he kind of messaged <laughs> me later on. So go oh. fill out that form and we'll take a look at your app. But before we do each app audit, let me see if I can make this higher quality. We like to do dad jokes. So this is the dad oh, joke no. segment too before we do every app audit. So Mike, as the guest, do you want to lead it off or do you want me to lead it off? And for the audience out there, me and Mike are playing for a beer. So put in the comments or burpees, 30 burpees, you know, maybe <laughs> loser 30 burpees. 30 burpees. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's do that. Okay. We can film it. So we can do that. So loser right. has to do 30 burpees. That way we can do keep it virtual. All right, uh, put an M if you think Mike's joke was better, and put an S if you thought my joke was better. We, what right, do we, Mike, how do we, off what do we get? One off? joke, one joke each. We we get one joke each. We'll have a couple of rounds, and we might have a okay. tiebreaker around. Okay, I've got. Okay, you want me to go first? Ah, uh, it's up to you. You're the guest. All right, I'll go. Um, why okay. should you never trust stairs? Why should you never trust stairs? No idea. They're always up to something. All right. I like it. Okay. I got one too. Uh, Mike, what do you call quesadillas you eat in the morning? What? Buenos dias. Nice. All right. All right. <laughs> um, All right. Put an M if you thought Mike's joke was better. Put an S. It's 30 burpees. That's a lot. That's a lot of burpees. That's going to take Come me on, a guys. full probably minute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's take a look at Arthur's app. We've got this video compressor app. Essentially, all allows right. you to compress and save memory space, compress all your videos. So pretty, just pretty you're simple doing that, I just, type of app. I just, I just, Steve, I just want to hop in and answer Yash's question because she asked if they, I've ever tried using keywords sure. in Facebook advertisements. Um, I don't think they really work that well, Yash. Um, yeah, the, I, they're not really effective. I don't think Facebook really uses keywords. It's really about the creative and the audience. So just FYI. Right. So like whatever you had in your title or description, just adding that in there, like, are you using phrases yeah, like it can't, hit it can't, or anything like it, that? It can't hurt. I'm just saying, I don't think it really matters. Mm. 
like it. Okay. Thanks yeah. for catching that. All right. The, so Arthur says monetization and user acquisition. Ugh. So I think he's doing okay with user acquisition. I mean, video compressor, you probably, that's probably the main keyword that you want to target shrink vids, save memory space. So it seems like he has all the right keywords in here. And I, Mike, I kind of like the screenshots. Like it's just compressed videos and safe space in your iPhone. Like what else do you need to know? Right. Adjust quality and resolution. Yeah. So I really like that. Do you have any feedback from a user acquisition? Like what he should be doing beyond ASO? Well, possibly? I mean, you know, you've got 10 screen grabs to use. So I feel like it's a bit, um, I understand what you're saying. It is straightforward, but I feel like there's a, a wasted opportunity here to sh show people more about what your app is. You know what I mean? Okay. And on that point, what, yeah, what I like to do is also read the reviews. If they are all real, you know, I want to see what people are saying for the videos. So compress the video in three seconds, amazing app. So that, you know, you can say stuff like that, right? Somebody mentioned yeah. you compress a video in three seconds. So com compress your videos in seconds, right? Like in five seconds or less or 10 seconds. And I, then saw, save I saw space. a review there that was really cool. It said, just select a video and compress your file or something. Like that's kind of a cool thing, right? Just yeah. do this and you'll get the result. Yeah, I like it. So, and I think, you know, like, what Mike and I kind of are proponent of, whether it's Apple search ads, whether it's Facebook ads, I think Google has been a little bit funky in trying to drive iOS downloads, but just pick a channel and try to go. Mike likes fake Facebook. I like Apple search ads too, especially if it's like a keyword optimized phrase. I want to go after search ads, but you're going to have to test, but you don't need to go beyond that. Like from having talked to a lot of UA people, it seems like the big three are Google, Facebook, and Apple. And so it's like, try those first and foremost. Yep. Okay, let's get into the app because I didn't want to spend too much time on the actual like acquisition without looking at the app first. So that's yeah. why I was kind of like holding off on this a little bit. All right, let's I also wonder if, um, I also wonder if there's more simple terminology you could use for people that aren't, aren't as savvy. So, mm. you know, maybe like make your video files smaller or something. Um, just a thought. Yeah. I like that. So let's see. Good thing I have some video files. Another, another thought with the, the previews is to highlight the benefits, you know, for for some people that may not know, like, like what, why would someone want their video file smaller, you know, faster playing time, you know, whatever, right. That might be something you, you may want to test out. Like from this visual, I'm thinking that it went up. What is this? It went from 16 to 22. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> Total file size gain. So yeah, here, I think I'll that's what that. happened, but it's a little confusing because it, it looks yeah. like it should have been the opposite, right? Yeah, I think it's the opposite. So what I'll also say, Arthur, is you want to actually, you didn't have an onboarding sequence. You just took me straight into the the app. And so we're just remind people like, hey, save space, like Mike said, compress video files, or even just be like shrink your video file 
walls, save space, mm -hmm. some of that, and then show them this. And I don't like this pricing. I think I would try to lean into monthly, yearly. And if you want to do forever, you can. But the forever is so low that I don't know. I don't know the market. And sometimes I hear this like, Steve, you don't understand the market. They don't pay for this type of stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. But I would still try to test it and try to here's, put a year Here's a cool thing with, with pricing. Yeah. Sometimes, yes, you have to do your market research. A lot of it sometimes is also just perspective. And I yeah. totally agree with Steve, like pay once, use forever for three bucks. You know, to me, that's a, such a low price. That's not a great business model. You know, if you're, if you, if you're getting a $3 sale forever, um, you know, versus $2 per month, I, I would boost up that pricing big time. And here's something I'll, I'll just share a cool uh, case study with you guys. Yeah. With our app, um, I was always hesitant to raise the prices. And I went from um, 15 bucks a month to 20 bucks a month and from 90 a year to 120 a year. And I was all nervous and I was like, oh my gosh, no one's going to want to buy it when it's that expensive. And our trials went up by 10% when I did that switch. So sometimes higher price means the perceived value is higher. And anyways, I just thought that was a really cool story to share with you guys because I was all nervous to raise my prices. And when I did, there was actually 10% more uh, activations on my app, which is crazy. You know, I always think of you, Mike, when clients ask me, what should I put the price? I'm like, put something, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. put something of the perceived value, all that jazz, like, Hey, make sure it's the perceived values there, but you can always change it later. And, yeah. and so, yeah, like you can always test all that later, but that's what I would do, Arthur. And I think then we, Mike and I, you know, we talked about this, then you can run some UA because at this lifetime value, you know, you have to take what, let's say 20% on a good day converts into a paying customer, you know, their lifetime value is $3. So how much can you really afford to spend on ads when your exactly. lifetime value is just $3? All right. So let me go back. Joe says here on this main screen, there's a ton of empty empty real estate on the first screen below the text. What if showed a portion of the screenshot of an iPhone storage? Yeah. Like what if you showed how much you can potentially save? I am the proponent, just like show me the screenshots, the messaging, the benefits again, then hit me with the pricing page. And I don't know what I'm actually, see, I can't even. Where's... And um, the UI of your app is, is pretty clean, but the one, one I think that could use some work is the main, the main page. Um, yeah. where you're selecting your video file. I think you could maybe mm -hmm. hire, you know, literally just spend a, a little bit of money, hire a UI designer and just get this page updated because it feels a little bit 90s, a little bit old. I think, I think this could look a lot cleaner because um, the, yeah. the rest of the features like the settings and stuff look pretty clean. And here you can even add, so like Arthur, like we have stats, right? 50 or 60% of your conversions, sometimes even 70% come from the onboarding experience. So you don't have an onboarding experience. We have a lot of case studies that you can check on YouTube. This onboarding experience increased, blah, 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 blah. So definitely have one before you show the pricing, but you're missing out on very key best practices. You want onboarding experience. You want to show the pricing on the onboarding experience. Then you want to show a premium option to upgrade here. Because I know what you might be thinking is like, oh, I'll give them three, you know, video compressions and then, you know, they're locked out. That doesn't work. And so we have a case study with a client that thought the same thing. He did all the best practices, but he also included a trial. 
right? Because he was like, because mm -hmm. you right now, Arthur, I see no trial. And he, he we finally included a trial. And then our revenue shot up 420% just because people were buying on the onboarding. So they weren't going in and creating compressing three video files. They're not going to wait that you shouldn't wait that long. So you should just hit them, give them a trial. They come, they do increase conversions and then show this pricing page during the onboarding process. Yeah. All right. And, and also Mike. like sometimes lifetime doesn't really make, you don't always have to have a lifetime offer. Like, for your app, the prices are already so low. Maybe lifetime is not even yeah. a good option for you. You know, Agreed. if it's if it's such a cheap offer or not cheap, sorry, but if it's a low price at five bucks or you know whatever it is monthly, then maybe you don't really want to offer the lifetime because you're going to lose out on potential recurring revenue. You know, unless the lifetime is a high enough number that you feel like it's worth it. To me, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense at this price point. Yeah, I agree. Like a lifetime could be easily 20, 25, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And then you could have a yearly offer for 20 bucks and then yeah. maybe more people buy lifetime. And then you've just like, what, 12 X, 10 X your revenue. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Let's get into this question by Yusuf asks, Steve, in previous videos, you said that the U S app store ranks the Spanish Mexico localization. How did you find that? And how do you find similar shared localizations? Yusuf, it used to be in the App Store Connect, but that button still doesn't work anymore. So under the English, there's a little question mark. You tap that, it would show all the shared ones. And unfortunately, that button's not working for me. So maybe it's working for you, but that's how we knew about it. So it's been a long, it's been like years that people knew about this. And the other ones are like, in Canada, there's French Canadian, there's English Canada, and then the UK and the Australia used to help each other, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. But that there used to be a little question mark, and there's no longer that question mark. Okay, I'm I'm nervous. Look at this, Mike, Joe, Ram. Oh, we got the rankings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got the rankings. You're winning. So that's three to you. Rassi said you. Uh. Michael seemed to like your joke. He just said, ha ha, Yash, Trader Yash. He gave you Mike <laughs> and then Romaine. And then finally Bro. got one. So I, okay, we, I lost that one. Dude, Let's I'm just smoking say. you. Adrian, I'm smoking you. Yeah, you are. It's, it's <laughs> over. All right. So mm, let me see. So you're up one. Let's let's see what Romaine says. Do you think pricing above $100 has a psycho psychological impact on your customer, bad or good? What do you think, Mike? Because you did go over $100. Well, I think you have to think of like a couple different factors. Number one, you can't throw a hundred dollar price tag on an app that is shit. So, like, see, <laughs> you know, where, where's your product at, right? What's the what's the product at? And again, this is all perceived, right? So, you you may think your product is only worth fifty bucks, but maybe it is worth a hundred bucks. So, I, I'm always I, I'm an advocate now for higher pricing uh, because you're putting a ton of work into your app, but you got to make sure the app works well. There's no bugs. If you're going to have a hundred dollar price point, you got to make sure it's, it's pretty, pretty clean experience. Um, outside of that, it just goes back to what I said earlier, which is higher price means better quality. And that, that, you know, if you go to buy a Chanel bag, you know why it's, it costs so much because the quality is just insanely good. Right. So um, the quality has to be there and has to meet the expectations. But if you feel like your app is, is good quality, you're proud of the product. Um, I don't think it matters whether it's above a hundred or not. It really just depends on, you know, you know, the value that you see in your product. And I think that as, as business owners and entrepreneurs, 
we always devalue our own products because we're like, oh, it's not ready or it's not perfect or it needs this feature and that feature. But the real reality is if it's helping someone and it's helping someone uh, get results, then it's it's valuable, right? So um, I always now opt for higher pricing. And um, there's this really great story, I think in the book Influence by Robert Caldini, where there's this lady in a shop and she can't sell these jewels and it's taking her months to sell. It's a true story too. And it's, it's taking her months to sell these little gems, these little stones. And she keeps lowering the price, keeps lowering the price. And she's like, oh, screw it. So she tells her assistant, hey, uh, you know what? Just mark these half off. I'm going on vacation. See you later. She comes back and all the jewels are gone. And she's like, oh, did the, the price work? And the, the assistant's like, yeah, but something crazy happened. When she marked it half off, the writing got messed up and it actually was double the price. So the customers thought it was double the original price. So they all sold because people thought, oh, these are more expensive. They must be valuable. So that's a really cool, true story of how someone sold all these stones that she couldn't sell after slashing the price and slashing the price. And after she doubled the price, they all sold. So it just goes to show, you know, there's um, psychological effects of higher pricing that, you know, are related to perceived value. And you said it, it's so true. Cause even on our end, we're actually going through that and we're going to be increasing our prices, but it is the scariest thing that you can do. And you're just so afraid that, Hey, it's too high now, blah, 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 all these things. And so, but you just kind of have to do it. And Mike, you said it, like we devalue it. And so it took me talking to somebody else too. And he's like, Hey, Steve, you can't devalue, you know, like you need some other person, external person to make yeah. that push for you to be like, you got to increase it. That actually gets you over the hump. Okay. Yeah. All right. Round two, Mike. Ding. I need a ding, ding, ding. Okay. Okay, I, I will work on that. Ding, ding, ding. All right. You want to go first? You want the first sure. one? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right. How do you make seven even? How? Take away the S. This deserves the laughter track. Oh, these okay. are painful to get through, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what, how are you on time? You okay i'm good i'm good yeah okay all right what's the opposite of a croissant what a happy uncle it took a minute croissant yeah, yeah i had to think about that for okay. a second <laughs> okay i had to think about that one too there, there it is all right let me know in the comments m for mike s for steve and then if it's all mike then i owe mike 30 burpees which come on guys try to get done <laughs> all right Nikolai has this app right now, and he just wants feedback on in-app purchases and onboarding. So we've seen a lot of these type of apps. I actually have one of these apps too. It's a quote mm -hmm. app, and there's a motivational quote app that's killing it in the app stores. And so there's been a lot of clones too. Mm -hmm. And so Very we know cool. the basic of this app, but let's let's take a look at this app. I think you can shorten this. It's like motivation yeah. for everything, right? Agreed. This reminders, just do the default push-up like this uh, versus do the double opt-in. I'm seeing a lot of M's, Steve. Seeing a lot. Of, oh, <laughs> that's all you're focused on. Mike, I'm focused on the app, okay? <laughs> no, I'm looking at the app. Focus on Nikolai. You're focused on... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, okay, I like it. 
Oh, Nikolai, you got to just yeah, show it. I do, I do agree with Steve, though. Shorter, shorter copy is helpful at times, especially during the onboarding. Like quick, quick bits. Too long, too. Yeah, it's a little long. I also feel, and maybe this is just a branding thing, but mm. um, I'm missing color here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there should be color. You know, another client of mine, we, we talked yesterday and he was talking about how his onboarding screens, when he used images, like real images of the app, it actually helped versus just using like mostly text. And, and, and so it led to more subscribers. So that was very interesting for him as mm -hmm. we're going through these messaging, he has like images of the app versus just like other creatives. I don't know what the verses was, so don't quote me on that, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask him about that. Yeah. Okay. And I don't like this store. I don't know what this unlimited storage in there. Yeah, I have no idea. You should just is. show the pricing versus saying like Yeah, what does that mean? All right, what does that even mean? Unlimited storage. Oh no yeah. So is the app a dollar or what's the what's the model and the pricing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel like in general, and maybe this is just I just feel like you, you know, I would come up with just from a branding perspective, you're going with the black and white thing, but I feel like it's a little boring to me. You know, I, I would mm -hmm. really love some background colors or a theme for your brand. You know, black is a tough color to get away with. Black is good if you're going for like an elite, elitist, premium kind of product, you know, black and gold. But if it's something like a motivation, you, I feel like it should be brighter, more fun. Even the, the, the app icon was just a black quote mark. I feel like that's kind of, you know, it's counterintuitive to the brand because you're promoting motivation but the brand colors are kind of not that motivating so i would yeah. that's just something from a branding perspective i would, I would maybe look at whose app is this this is arthur nikolai's nikolai's okay yeah that's something i would think about nikolai yeah yeah and i think the quotes are kind of long i love this little animation but i feel like the quotes are really long and then is there really a benefit to saving quotes I don't know, but I personally, you know, I found out about this motivation app because I was going through a rough time a couple of years ago and I, it really helped. And I was like, oh my God, this is really good. But I think the quotes are way too long and then animations are nice, but the quote, I mean, like, I'm not even going to read this, bro. So like, yeah, it's, too, it's long. too long, too long. Yeah, I agree. I keep saving, but I don't know what. And I guess, I guess once you set up the app, you get pushed push notifications or what's the deal yeah i disabled it but yeah <laughs> that's right. how the other one worked you get what's a lot of push notifications. Is, what does the settings look like i'm just curious right here yeah what, what does the reminders look like so i can set up reminders and i can say whenever i want the reminders send get quote reminders so what does that mean a quote reminder so you have to actually They'll, open the app to look at the quote or you get pushed the quote automatically if I'm understanding how the other ones work, it's push notifications on a quote. Okay. Because a quote reminder is so, confusing terminology then. Do, do you think? Yeah, that's true. Like I, I would just yeah. say set up, set up motivational messages. And then I would have, you know, oh, so you can up every three hours or I see. You can do whatever one hour. Oh, yeah, no, every, three. every day or whatever. Like I would, I would say like for me personally, if I was using this app, I would want to be mm -hmm. able to say, okay, I want it every day at 10 30 AM. 
So I don't really see a time option here. Um, but yeah, that, that's just mm. my perspective. If I, if I was set up for a motivational app and I, I was getting push mo uh, push messages, I would want to say, okay, every day or every weekday at this time is when I want to get these messages, you know? Yeah. I like that too. I like it. Yeah, I think there's a lot to work on. Nikolai, I think watch some of the videos that we've already created on monetization. I think there's a lot. I think 99 cents is super low. And I don't think the value prop is there. Like storage is not that interesting. Maybe there needs to be a different value prop. If you think about the other motivation app that we kind of audited, it was charging a yearly fee for unlimited, you know, like different categories. And that's how we sort of structured our motivation app. And so I think the storage is just not a compelling feature for me personally yeah. to, to want to buy, even if it's a dollar. All right, let's see. Uh, we got, this is Romain says, got it. Great insight. I mean, he's actually reading Kitty Zenith. Ah, I suck at names. Yeah, Robert's book, Influence as well at the moment. And then oh, awesome. Rassi says, whoops, Rassi says, Steve, about the images, have you tried testing it on the subscription page? For example, if you have a PC version of the app, First test is showing a PC icon and others TikTok. Yeah, Rassi, I think it depends on the the app because one other app that we we helped out, he was reporting. Sometimes I just like talking to people because you just they just tell you stuff. But he is like, hey, having video on his pricing page actually helped increase his conversion. It was a teleprompter type of app, and so that sort of makes sense, right? Like teleprompter video. So he had a nice little video clip of the app playing on top of the long pricing page and he's seeing an increase in conversions. So I really think it depends on the app, Rassi. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it hurts, sometimes it helps. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I and just going, the, yep, good. I was going to say, um, who is it? Romaine said that they're reading that book. Yeah. That's one thing that I think um, I learned a little late, which is reading about marketing and sales is super, super important as an app business owner. So if you can read, uh, books on sales and marketing, you can kind of have a deeper understanding of the psychology behind selling and behind the yeah. marketing. Um, so I think that's super powerful is to continually learn those two things um, because it, it'll, it'll pay dividends in your business future. On that note, Mike, I, I got to make a book recommendation that I've actually used and seen huge impacts. And this is how we came up with some of the, the monetization hacks. It's called Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely and it's oh, a phenomenal influence. You haven't heard of it? No. What you said? Okay. Great mm -hmm. book. I would put it in line with Influence Robert Cialdini's book. Oh, I wow. think that's a great one. But Influence I used it because it talks about why people are so irrational and how we make pricing and buying decisions. And it's not so much the perceived value or the price. It's actually like where's the value and how do I get the most maximum value? And so some of the monetization tricks people to come up with were purely based off of that book. And right after that reading that book, Mike, I just immediately was I was working for a full, I had a full-time job at the time and I was like, Hey boss, his name is John. So John, we got to try this test. I've got an idea and we tested it. And then we essentially it was monthly versus yearly. And we we're getting like a 60 monthly and a 40 yearly. And right. after this test, we got an 80 yearly and a 20 monthly because wow. of this. Some of the, it's called decoy pricing. And it's one of the things I want to keep talking about this year, but we're trying out different tests with decoy pricing where you, we sort of show you where the value is by having a decoy price. Yes. You know, you yes. heard other people talk about price anchoring, all that stuff, but it's also 
be quite present. And, and that just goes back yeah. to, you know, to the point of really trying to get people on the annual price, because yeah. if you can do that effectively on your subscription page, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, so, you know, having, having, and which also enforces the point that having a higher monthly price to, you know, make the annual price a no brainer is, is something to, to really think about. Well, Mike, one thing that we are, we've seen some small tests with another client was so monthly, yearly, discounted yearly, no trial. So right. we'll have more data on that, but that, that is, I like the three packages with that third one being just a decoy to get you into the white, right one. Cause I do think that people want choices, right? You don't want just yes or no, this 99 cents or not, but yep. they want to, you want to give them options. But that third one is just there to be like, no, you buy this one. I want you to buy this one. And so I'm actually totally. deploying that in our new pricing as well. Okay. Let me get in this. We Fernando says, I made an app for kids. What's the best marketing strategy for kids? It's hard with kids, Fernando. So be very careful. I think talking to mom groups, getting more like user feedback in that first version of the app, do that first and foremost, because you can't use kids in ASO unless you are branded and you told Apple, this is for kids. And then for kids, like the monetization becomes hard because I think Parents just want to see there's value before we don't mind paying. We'll we'll pay it, but we want to make sure the kids gonna be yeah. using it, and they don't have you know they just don't throw away after the next day. So I think it's hard, but just fill out the form at masters.com/audit. What other book recommendations would you recommend based off Mike? Like I think Mike, you got another one from a business uh, standpoint. Marketing. Oh man, there's so many. Um, any yeah. anything from Robert Caldini? I, I mean, really, just look up. The, the good authors. Brian Tracy is an amazing sales author. Mm -hmm. Author, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, find find the authors that are you know Zig Ziglar has a bunch of good sales books. Um, so yeah, the, find the authors and then just read all their stuff. Yeah, and I'll try to compile some that I personally use and have impacted me. And predictably, irrational is the one that has really impacted me and a lot of our business know. decisions. So get that. I put that into the comments in the Amazon link. I get no affiliate, no referral from that. So Mike, I owe you 30 burpees. So that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will post that on to Instagram and tag Mike and Oof on that. And then if you guys want to check out the app and learn all about what Mike is up to, go check out Oof. It is in the app source. It's iOS only, but it's a really, really great app. If you've never done boxing, kickboxing, hit type of workouts, it is by far, there's been scientific proof I use it all the time. I love these type of workouts because frankly, they're more interesting than going on a long run. It's just always changing yeah. and it's like short and you get a big sweat on and it is called Oomph. So go check it out in the app stores. Mike, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, well, the business is Oomph underscore app on Instagram and I'm typically on Instagram, just my name, Michael K. Durst. All right. We're going to link that all into the show notes as well. If you got anything out of it, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Mike, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. My pleasure, Steve. Thanks for having me. Well, let me let me tell you guys what's up for next Friday. So next Friday. Uh, all right. Next Friday, we're gonna have we're gonna come back at the same time, but we're gonna talk about product market fit and how you do that. How do you do surveys correct when you're like Fernando and you just got a kid's app? 
what are the questions you should be asking your early users to help you figure out what they really want and how to really price it. So stay tuned for that, talking all about product market fit and the tools that you can be using and the questions you should be asking. All right, guys, until next time, I'll see you on the next video. Next. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.